Oh, yeah. There we go. Sometimes it helps if you turn your microphone on. Come on now. Look at somebody near you. Tell them, say, you look really good today. Come on, you look really good today. Now turn to the person that you didn't choose first and say, you look pretty good too. You're not too bad for yourself. What an honor and a joy it is to have all of you here at Go Church. Come on, packed house today. Come on, you love that. Let's go. Really an honor to see all of you. Let me look at the cameras in the back of the room. I want to greet everybody in our Germantown, Maryland campus there in the greater Washington, D.C. area. We love all of you. We thank God for all of you. And then everybody watching online, literally around the globe, people are watching online. We greet all of you in Jesus' name, whether you're watching the live stream or later on in the week or at some point you come across this archived gathering, we greet all of you as well. So you know the routine, you know the job that you hold here in this room. You got to set the tone in the atmosphere. So can you put your hands together? Welcome everybody online. Welcome Germantown. Come on, let's go. Woo. If you've been a part of Go Church for a while, you know we also have this tradition here and we hold fast to this tradition where before we get into the message, we pause to give honor to the brave men and women that serve in the military, those who have served, those who are serving, and then all of the courageous first responders. To that group of individuals, I want this moment every week to be genuine, to be authentic, to be a moment of appreciation for you. I know that you put your life on the line, you serve and protect ours, and we just thank God for you. So come on, church family, of all the applause for people, this ought to be the loudest right here. Come on, let's go. Good. You know, our world is never without news, right? There's always something going on. And so if I'm not careful and guarded, I could stand up here every week with another headline of news that we need to pray over. The Bible just tells us to pray without ceasing, and we know that to be true. But I felt like it would be appropriate and needed to pause and to consider the global unrest that is happening between the country of Russia and Ukraine, and then the impact of that around the world, and even what might happen with us here uh, in the United States with this. I just want to make a couple of statements here. We're going to pray and all of that. This is not a political statement by any means necessary, but the whole world needs Jesus. The whole world needs Jesus, and it's our heart to give Jesus to the whole world. So while I certainly want to pray for safety and peace and for protection for the people of Ukraine, I also want you to know, for those of you that have family or heritage or history in the country of Russia, that we love you as well. We're not going to allow one evil dictator to override the beauty of ethnicity and diversity and culture. All people are created in the image of God. And it is my heart for these evil government leaders that they experience the supernatural power of Jesus they repent of their sin. I wish you'd help me right now. The Bible says that one day every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. So I want to offer a prayer today. I want to thank you for those of you that are serving. I want to pray for the military, government officials, and let's just believe that God will move. Every head bowed, every eye closed for a moment here. Jesus, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your peace. That's what we pray today. Peace. In the mighty name of, can you take 10 seconds and pray that? Come on, we pray for peace. Peace that passes all understanding. And we pause and we ask that for those that are evil and for those that have an agenda, we rebuke that agenda in the name of Jesus. And we pray for one agenda. It's the agenda of the King. And so Lord, help us today. And for this message, for this moment, may it be spirit-filled, spirit-empowered. 
we're trusting you, Lord, and we give you thanks for your goodness. We give you thanks for your love. We give you thanks because you're faithful. We give you thanks because you are everything that we need. Come on, do you believe that? You're everything that we need. And so we pause to consider you. We got one job today, Lord, and that's to lift you up. You tell us if we lift you up, you'll draw people to you. So it's in the precious name of Jesus we pray. And together, everybody said amen and amen. Come on and give Jesus the best praise. Come on. Come on, if you can hoop and holler, now's the time. If anybody can whistle, come on, let's do that. Hey, if you've, uh, I'm watching here as I'm praying. If you've got empty seats next to you, grab your personal belongings. People looking for a seat, so come on, let's no empty seat here. Kind of scoot in, we'll make room for everybody coming in today. It is Vision Sunday. Anybody excited for Vision Sunday? Listen, if you, uh, if you didn't come prepared to clap, you're going to be real disappointed today because we're going to clap a whole lot. Come on. So, but it is Vision Sunday. we got a lot of things to unpack. Typically, on most Vision Sundays, I always like to start with a few save the dates. I actually took out about seven or eight save the dates because time won't allow for me to walk through all of this. As always, stay connected to the app, stay connected to the website, social media. All of those ways will keep you up to date and in the know about what God is doing at Go Church. Let me highlight just a couple because these are consistent opportunities uh, that we have here at Go Church. And both of these are happening this upcoming week. So on the first Wednesday night of every single month at both of our campuses, we have our first Wednesday gathering. This is happening 7 p.m. here, 7 p.m. in Germantown. It's a time of extended worship. We go a little bit deeper in worship, a time for uh, prayer, extended time in prayer. There's always a message. A really good friend of mine, Bruce Dill, who you're going to hear from in just a moment, as a part of our Vision Sunday, he'll be speaking at this campus on Vision Sunday, or on, on First Gathering, rather, Wednesday. And then in Germantown, we announced last Sunday that you got a new campus pastor, Pastor Eric Somasundrum. He'll be speaking live there for the First Wednesday Gathering so mark that in your calendar. And then on Saturday, we've got First Saturday Prayer. And again, this happens every first Saturday of each month. And we'd love for you to come and pray. This is a praying church. Is that all right? To the 11 of you. Come on, somebody. This is a praying church. And I hope that's good. So uh, join us for First Wednesday. Join us for First Saturday. And then next Sunday, we're going to do a three-week series on the family. Uh, this is uh, Mi Familia S. And that's Spanish for My Family Is. And we're going to talk a lot about the dynamics of family. And, and some of y'all got a crazy family. Come on, somebody. You just need to admit that. And uh, we'll talk about a lot of things. One thing we won't talk about is we won't talk about Bruno. No. <laughs> Come on. I'm here all day, by the way. I'm here all day. And if you don't know what song that is or what movie that's from, come on out from hiding, all right? So it's going to be a great series. I hope that you're involved in the uh, family series that will kick off next Sunday. And then at the beginning of February, I flew up to Maryland, our, our Germantown campus, and we did an event called Pizza with a Pastor. And uh, a couple of things. Number one, I'm the pastor. Number two, I like pizza. So that worked out really well. And so I thought, you know what, this was such a great event Let's do it here at our South Metro Atlanta campus. So this is specifically for those of you that have been recently attending Go Church or you're new to Go Church. If I've not had a chance to meet you, if my wife and I have not had a chance to greet you, we'd love to do this pizza with the pastor next Sunday, all right, next Sunday. So make sure you go on the website, you go on the app, you sign up for pizza with the pastor. I know some of y'all have been here like 15 years and you're going to try to get a free slice of pizza. This is for, for families that are new, okay? So, but go on the website, go on the app, come join us next Sunday after church. This isn't anything fancy. 
you know, it's really informal, just friendly. We're going to bring out fine china like paper plates and paper napkins. How many of you live in that world anyway? Come on now, that's us too. So come join us for pizza with a pastor. And then one more quick announcement. And uh, people are still looking for seats. So if you can help me by scooting in, that'd be fantastic. All right, we got seats up here, seats over there, seats right here. Come on. You can come sit by me on the stage. That's what I'm talking about. Seats right over here too for those hosts that are helping people find seats. Uh, we've revamped Move Track. And it'll kick off next Sunday to a four-step class. And I'm going to tell you the reason why. Is that as an executive leadership team and from the heart of our entire staff, we want this year and moving forward for us to embed a true culture of discipleship. I don't really have a whole lot of time to unpack it now, but we'll do this in the move track. But my heart is not to add members to the church. My heart is to make disciples. Oh, I wish somebody would say amen. Like I, it's not about attendance and it's not about membership. It's about discipleship. And so we're going to kind of go back to like Sunday school. How many of you remember Sunday school? So we're going to make Move Track a part of our first gathering on Sundays beginning next week at this campus. Uh, it's after the gathering in Germantown just because of your portable and all of that. But we want you to go through four steps. We'll talk about understanding the gospel learning uh, the power of the spiritual disciplines, discovering your purpose, and then membership will be a part of that because there is a discipleship aspect to being committed to the local church. If you've been through Move Track in the past, or maybe you've never been to Move Track before, next Sunday is a great time to, to kick this off. So four steps beginning next Sunday. Again, everything is online, everything's on the app, but I want to make sure that you're in the know. So we just want to make disciples. That's our heart. And it's where we get our name, Go Church. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything which I've commanded. And there's a beautiful promise at the end, and I will be with you to the end. Anybody thankful Jesus is always with us? Come on. Yeah, good. All right. So today's Vision Sunday, and this is the, uh, last night as we were getting ready for bed, Kimberly said to me, she was like, this is, the, this is the most monumental Vision Sunday that we've ever had in the history of our church. And if you were a part of the first gathering, then you know some of the announcements that we're going to share today, and it really is, at one time I used the word unbelievable, but I'd like to replace that word with supernatural, you know, because we serve the God of the impossible, come on. And so for the first eight weeks of this year, I want you to take some notes today if you feel led, but for the first eight weeks of this year, we've done a series called Get in the Game. And we have been encouraging you and challenging you and stalking you, come on somebody, to get in the game, to get off the bench, to get in the game, to not be a spectator, but to be a participator and get in the game. And for those eight weeks, we've really unpacked quite a few of the spiritual disciplines in some areas in your life that you could grow deeper in and take a next step. Now, I'm not going to re-preach that series. You can go back online and listen. But here is the, here's kind of the, uh, the overarching theme of that entire eight-week series. And I showed you this in every introduction of that series. Is that this year, 2022, and today is the 27th day of February. So eight, eight nine weeks into this new year. This year's not going to be any different than last year unless you make a decision to do some things different than what you did last year. So again, we've talked about insanity, just doing the same thing over and over and anticipating a different result. If you want different results, you've gotta do some different things. Uh, let me tell you the same thought, just in a different lens, through a different lens here, watch. It's this, if you leave something alone, whatever it is that you leave alone, it's not gonna get any better. If you leave it alone, it is only going to get worse. By a show of hands, how many of you bought a plant and you left it alone? 
and that thing died on you. Come on, be honest. Yeah, some of you raising two hands. Come on now. <laughs> we repent for killing your plants, Lord. I mean, some of you, if you don't change the oil in your vehicle, uh-oh, here's a friendly reminder. You got 10-minute oil changes now. Come on, somebody. You got 10 minutes to spare. But if you don't change the oil in your car, your car's not going to get any better. It's only going to get worse. You know, if you just kind of turn a blind eye or you ignore your physical health, your body is not going to get any better. Your body is going to get worse. I was talking to somebody this morning, and they were like, hey, pray for me. I've got a series of tests going on and haven't been feeling well in my body. And the first question I asked was, well, how long have these symptoms been going on? And they said, nine months. Come on now. And I don't know who that's for, but if you've got some stuff going on physically, see your doctor. Right? So you can't just leave something alone and expect it to get better. If you ignore something, it will always get worse. And I just want to talk to you for a few minutes here. You'll be here for a little bit of time, but you'll get some lunch today. Is that good? You don't clap a lot, but let's just hang in there for a moment. Uh, the Big C Church, the, the, the Bride of Christ, has been through a turbulent 24 months. Now, nothing that we have faced as a collective church, and I'm not just talking about Go Church. I'm just talking about churches all around the globe. Nothing that we've ever faced has taken God by surprise. If God be for us, who could be against us? This church is built on the rock, which is Jesus, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Come on, say amen to that. Like, all of hell, all of hell has come against the church, but the church isn't going anywhere. This church is built on Jesus. If this church was built on JC or my agenda or my way, the church would be in trouble. But because the church is built on the rock, then this church will never, this church will never fail. But that doesn't mean that there haven't been turbulent times. And, and in the last 24 months from the, the pandemic, that in Jesus' name, can we just be done with it? Come on. Right from the pandemic to the most comical, polarizing political election in the history of, of my lifetime and probably yours, to the unbelievable racial injustices that we still combat and overcome. And let me tell you, because at Go Church, we are against racism. Come on, you ought to say amen to that. To all kinds of challenges, here's, here's just what's happened in the church. Overall attendance, overall participation has declined. There is a mass exodus of people that are leaving not just the church, but people are leaving the faith. It's called the deconstruction movement. And people are walking away from their church and they're walking away from God. Now, you don't have to raise your hand and you don't have to respond, but I think every single one of us, we all know somebody that in the last 24 months, they have lost their way. And dare I even say, some people have lost their mind. And so we're dealing with all kinds of different things thrown, you know, in our direction. But there are three areas that I just want to unpack for a moment. And then I'm going to give you the antidote to all three. All right. So, so if you're taking notes, here's, here, here's what we're really combating. And here's what you're up against every single day. The first one is entropy. Now, entropy is a mechanical term in thermodynamics. But there is a little psychology behind entropy. And it's just a very basic definition that I put here. It's a gradual decline into disorder. That over a period of time, if you just gradually decline, and I've never met anybody that has woken up on a Monday and they're like, you know what, today I'm gonna ruin my life. Most people just kind of drift into chaos. 
I didn't wake up one day and look down. I was like, oh, Lord Jesus, I've gained a few, a few pounds. Over time, entropy set into my body and some fatness was received. Come on, somebody. So it's just a gradual decline into chaos, a gradual decline into disorder. But there's an even greater epidemic that has attached itself to men and women. And it's not entropy, but it's, it's apathy. And we are living in a day and age where there is an overwhelming spirit of apathy amongst Christians. Let me tell you something. I want you to know my heart, especially for you watching online. We've made church really easy and accessible. And so now we don't even have to work hard in order to be together. And I love online. I can't imagine what the disciples would have done if they would have had online technology. But we cannot forget the assembling of the saints. There's something powerful about being together. Use wisdom, be careful, be guarded. But can I say something? No, y'all didn't say anything, but I'm gonna say it anyway, that's fine. But when I see you at Target, but I don't see you at church, there ain't no justifiable excuse for that. Well, y'all not gonna help me preach, that's fine. I mean, we've become apathetic. We, we, we've lost interest in reading God's word. We've lost our zeal and our passion to practice the spiritual disciplines. And we wonder why we're overwhelmed. It's because there's a little bit of spiritual apathy. And then if you really get to the depth, darkness of all of it, atrophy sets in. And this is degeneration. So in a medical way, it's the de degeneration of your muscles. It's because they lose their effectiveness or vigor because you don't use them enough or you neglect them enough. That's why whenever you decide at the beginning of the year that you're gonna go work out at the gym and you lift a few weights, you can't even like move your arms for two days. How many of you know what I'm talking about? You can't even drive yourself home. You're like, you know, it's because atrophy has set into your muscles because you haven't used those muscles, you know. That's why I just don't work out. I just don't wanna feel all that pain, you know. And so things just start to waste away and watch this and ultimately hear this. There is a way that seems right into a man, but in the end, it's the way, way of death or destruction, atrophy. So what is the antidote? What is the answer to the, the gradual slipping away from, from Christ and from his church? What is the answer for rejuvenated passion and fresh fire and this vigor for the Lord? What will it take to get us back to our first love where you weren't intimidated to, to share the gospel of Jesus with people that needed to hear the story of hope? What will it take to get us back on our knees in prayer and to open up our Bible every single day? What will it take to get off of social media and to have a prayer life and to sit around with the family and to talk about the goodness of God? Now, I'm not, I'm not preaching down at you. I, I am you. These last 24 months have been hard and it's been the attack of the enemy for what? To steal, kill, and come on, know the word. To still kill and destroy. But Jesus says, but I have come that you might have life and have that life more abundantly. God wants you to have a full life. God doesn't want you to be pathetic and just kind of walking around like a zombie. God wants you to have fire. And I, I don't want to say I have found the answer to these challenges, but I think God has revealed something to me. And the antidote to everything that we just talked through, the antidote to the gradual decline or the drifting away or the wasting away, watch this, is fresh vision. It's fresh vision. 
So many people, they get trapped in their own way and they lose their purpose and they lose their focus. They lose their clarity. They don't feel like there's any meaning for them. They don't feel like there's any, any vision for them. And so they just go through life, routine, same old, same old, clock in, clock out. I've asked you this before. You ever met anybody at a particular job that they were doing? They hated their job. They didn't have to tell you they hated their job. You knew they hated their job because of their attitude while they were doing the job. Let me see your hand. Come on. Like you just see people. They just go through the routine Monday through Friday or whatever the work schedule is, 40, 50 hours a week. And they're miserable. You don't have to be miserable. You don't have to hate life. What you need is fresh vision. And vision is the ability to see clearly. Now, there are a special group of people within this room online and in Germantown. And you were handpicked by God, chosen and appointed by God to wear glasses or contacts. Come on, where are you at? That's us right there. Come on now. And you are special. I know you are. Now, when I take these off, and I'm just taking these off for an illustration. When I take these off, I can't see none of y'all. Come on. You are one blurry group, you know, except you, sir. I see you clearly. Security? No. So what do did, what did glasses do? What do contacts do? They allow you to see clearly. Now, people ask me all the time, why, why don't you wear contacts? I'm going to be real honest with you because I can't touch my eye. I wig out every time I got to touch my eye. How many of you are like that? So it's easier. <laughs> There's a lot of us. We need a deliverance service. <laughs> but contacts or glasses, it just gives us the ability to see clearly. What does the Bible say about this? Watch. I'm telling you. The Bible says that where there is no, the people die. They waste away. And I think, I think that's what's happened, is that in the church, fresh vision has, has kind of gone out, and we've become very inward-focused, self-centered. As a culture, we've become very uh, selfish, prideful, egotistical. We've stopped caring about the needs of others, and we've only focused on our own pains and our own problems. We all got pains. We all got problems. I don't always use the message translation. I'll do it twice today, though. But the same verse in the message says it this way. If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. And I just want to tell you that even though the last 24 months have been wild, wild, a lot of pain, a a lot of death, a lot of challenges, a lot of issues, God is still moving. Well, come on, you ought to give me a better amen. God is still sovereign. The Bible says that he uses this earth as his footstool. God is still in control. And people all over the world, uh, there there is revival happening all over the world. Do you know know one of the most most revival-filled nations today, right now, where people are turning from their sin and they're turning from a false god and running to Jesus is Iran. God is moving in the nation. He's moving around the world. But what happens is is that we get so focused on our own issues, we start to drift into entropy and apathy, et cetera, and we waste away. The vision here at Go Church is is love. This vision, son, this is why we exist, to love people to life, to love anyone from anywhere into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. So let me ask you, what is the opposite of love? Most of us would say hate. But hate is not the opposite of love. Indifference is the opposite of love. 
Hate is just love gone wrong. Indifference is when you don't care two flying flips about what happens to the other person. That your heart has become that hardened for that individual that you've allowed indifference to set in. But when you can see what God is doing, then you move from love being a noun to love being a verb, and you see that Christ is calling us to get in the game, that God is calling us to get into action. Is everybody okay today? We good? Okay. So we've kind of created like a three-tier model to help you move out of this kind of, you know, apathy, this spiritual kind of uh, dry season. We call it our G3 model. It's gather together, grow in purpose, go make a difference. And everything we do centers around what we call our G3s. Let's read them together. Ready? One, two, three. Gather together, grow in purpose, go make a difference. And I want you to see this. Watch. When you look at these three Gs, gathering together is what fights against entropy. There's something powerful when we come together. When I'm with you, I'm better. When I'm, when I'm with you, like shoulder to shoulder, hand to hand, arm in arm, like I, I, I feel something rise up within me. Does that make sense? When we grow in purpose, it fights against the apathy. It's, it's challenging you not, not to be complacent and not, not to be settled, but to to grow deeper in the things of God and to dream bigger dreams. And then, and then when you make a decision to go make a difference, that's how you fight against atrophy. Abraham Maslow in 1943 created Maslow's hierarchy of needs. A few years later, he rewrote the pyramid and now currently it ends with the highest form of living. In psychology, they say the highest form of living according to Maslow's hierarchy of needs is transcendent living. When you are not focused on you, but you're focused on the needs around you, and you make a decision to go make a difference. And that's what Go Church is. Listen, we got a lot of great churches um, in this county and in Montgomery County. And we're not in competition with any church. But I'm going to say something because I'm proud of Go Church. There ain't no church like Go Church. Come on, somebody. And that's not a criticism. We're just, we're special. Look at somebody and say, it's special because of you. Come on, tell them that. It's special because of you. So what is it, though, that sets Go Church apart? What is it that makes us unique? Well, in, in, in corporate world, in the marketplace, they would call this your value proposition. We just simply say Go Church is. So whenever you talk about Go Church and people say to you, whether you tell your neighbors, your coworkers, your family, your friends, whatever, and people say, well, what, what, is, what is special about Go Church? I'm going to give you six things. And these six things are the things that we know make us unique, because we took a survey a couple years ago and you told us, overwhelming, these are the six things that we love about Go Church. Watch, Go Church is Bible believing. We always have been, we always will be. If you want a church that water down, waters down the gospel, if you want a church that doesn't preach the Bible, it's not this church. We view the, you, nobody, not one person said amen. We view the Bible as our final authority. Come on somebody. We're going to preach the book, all right? And we're not going to pick and choose parts of the Bible that we like and don't like. It is not my job to protect you from the authority of the scriptures. It's not my job. My job is to teach you the word. And that word will cut right to your heart. Come on, somebody. We are spirit-filled. And guess what? Unapologetically, I'm not embarrassed by it. I'm not ashamed by the fact that we've got charismatic background and Pentecostal roots. I'm a tongue-talking, Bible-preaching Pentecostal pastor. That's who I am. We believe in the laying on of hands. 
I'm not a cessationist, which cessationists think that, that the signs and wonders ceased at the death of the last apostle. No, I believe that God's still in the miracle working business. Come on. And I believe that he gives us faith that we can lay hands on the sick and the sick can't recover. We just prayed for a woman up here that's going through cancer. I thank God for doctors, but I also thank God that he is the great physician. Come on now. We are authentic and we're loving. This is an unbelievably generous church. You guys are wildly generous, and I'm going to show you that in a moment. And don't ever take for granted the beauty of our diversity. You all are beautiful people. And I'm spoiled because of our diversity. Now, when you look back, even in the midst of all of the challenges that we face over the last 24 months and in the last calendar year of 2021, God did some supernatural things. So when you go online today, um, when you're waiting at the restaurant to get your table, you know, or when you've got some downtime at home right before you take your Sunday nap, anybody thankful for that glorious Sunday nap? Come on now. It's rainy too. Come on, get you a little coffee, a little movie on TV, a little blankie. Come on, somebody, feeling good. Some of you are leaving now. <laughs> Don't leave now. Just pull up on your phone, the website or the app, and check out the 2021 Impact Report. This is like 16 pages of documented metrics and stories and wins that we accomplished together because we are better together. Now, I don't want to spoil the whole report, and our team worked really, really hard to create the report, and we can see through the algorithms of how many people read the report. So if you don't read that report, we're going to be real sad. Come on now. So take some time. And we created it so that it's mobile-friendly and desktop-friendly. You can... How about this? There's a lot more pictures than there are words. Come on, somebody. How about that? <laughs> Some of you are like, now that's my kind of book. <laughs> I want you to get it, read through it. But I can't not celebrate some things within that impact report. So this is where you got, get, you got to get ready to clap, all right? Come on now. Watch this. Of everything we talk about today, this is the most important thing. In 2021, through the ministry of Go Church, 649 people said yes to Jesus. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Come on, if you can hoop and holler, do it now. Come on. Yeah. Hey, you ought to just keep clapping. 63 people got baptized in water. Come on, somebody. 149 people completed move track in that fantastic. And 474 people serve on the go team. Come on. It's good. You got to go through that whole report. I want you to see the whole report. Now, if you were here uh, in 2021, you know that we talked about a specific room on the east side of our campus here, our South Metro Atlanta location. Many of you don't know this, and I'm getting ahead of myself just a little bit, but we have almost 25 acres of property here. We have 110,000 square feet. That's two and a half miles of building. Some of y'all have never even been on the east side of the property before. Do you know we have a swimming pool? Okay, we don't. I just, I, I straight up lied. I was going to sell you a pool pass. You can get a pool pass at Next Steps for $59, you know? No. No, but we have this beautiful side of our property over the east side. Well, when, when Kimberly and I had the privilege of serving as the, the youth pastors here, we had a youth room. And this, this, was, this was kind of what the youth room looked like. And then over time, we expanded the building. And then this youth room became a storage room. And so for the last few years, this room has, has been storage. And, and you know what a storage room looks like. You can imagine. So the Lord put in our heart as a team last year that we wanted to redig some old wells, that there's better space and better opportunities for life and ministry to happen here at Go Church. We'll figure out storage, but let's help people get their life back. 
So we made a commitment to you that we were going we to renovate this old youth room and turn it into the Life Back Christian Counseling Center, a gospel-centered, Christ-centered counseling center. And I'm so happy to report to you that as of the beginning of this year, Life Back officially opened. Come on, somebody. Isn't that fantastic? Good. Now, since I love you, I can tell you, all y'all need counseling. Every, every last one of you need a little bit of counseling. And the, yes, ma'am, me too. I need counseling. Let me tell you, counseling is not a dirty word. Counseling is not a bad word. The enemy would want you to think that you should be humiliated at going to counseling or be embarrassed by going to counseling. I'm not afraid to tell you this. I see a counselor every month. I need a counselor every single month. And you might be wondering why. Imagine pastoring you. I'm kidding. Look at somebody near you say, he's talking about you. He ain't talking about me. <laughs> we need counseling. We need someone to talk to and to share with. If you want things to be different this year than any other year, what are you willing to do? I'd encourage you to go see one of our, our certified Christian counselors. Lifeback is led by Peter Cimento. He's a board certified Christian counselor. God is doing amazing work back there. I hope you're excited about that. Come on. All right, good. Hey, you clap so I can get something to drink. Come on now. All right, how many of you remember the legacy offering? So in December, we took up this legacy offering. It's the only special offering that we take up at Go Church all year long. And here's the requirement of that offering. We ask for 100% participation because we give 100% of it away. So it doesn't matter the amount. Every dollar that comes into the legacy offering, it's a gift that you gave sacrificially above and beyond your regular giving, all right? So every dollar that comes in, every penny that comes in, we are committed to giving that much money away. So are you ready to see the legacy total for last year that will be given away in this year? All right, come on. Hit your legs like a drum roll. You ready? Here we go. The legacy total in 2021 that will be given away in 2022. How about this? $264,643.55. Come on and give Jesus the highest praise. Come on. What you know? Oh, come on, take 10 seconds right here. To God be the glory. Great things you have done. Watch this. It is February the 27th. 80% of 264,643.55 has already been distributed. 80%. We, one of our core values, I feel the Holy Spirit. One of our core values as a church is to steward with integrity. I'm too afraid of God to tell you that we would do something with this money and not do what we said we were going to do. Every single penny. As a matter of fact, on the initial rough draft of that impact report, we rounded up to 264, 644. And I said, that's not true. What was given was 264, 643, 55. And we're gonna be accountable for every penny. And we've already given over 80% of it away. In 2022, we have 51 legacy partners. 51 legacy partners. These are just a few of those partners from, from Vapor Ministry that's got a work in different third world countries to Fellowship of Christian Athletes to Young Life. Many of you know about them. Montgomery County for the Homeless. Uh, a Better Way Ministry, which is literally in our backyard here. We love the men of A Better Way. Children's Cup. We're planting churches through the Association of Related Churches to our denominational covering, which is the Church of God. You are making a tremendous, this is legacy. We'll never see the fruit. We'll never see the full fruit 
of the impact of your sacrifice and your generosity until we get to heaven. Come on, anybody thankful for the hope of heaven? I mean, but you're making a difference. So let me highlight real quick just three partners, all right? One of our legacy partners in 2022 is Trinity Christian School. So I'm going to invite Mark Northcutt to come and to stand with me here. Now, Trinity Christian School is just down the road from our South Metro Atlanta location. At Trinity Christian School, they have 159 churches that have students from their home church enrolled in, uh, in, in, as a student. Does that make sense? So 159 churches are represented in Trinity Christian School. Go Church is in the top 5% of enrollment. I think you told me today, out of 159 churches, we rank number seven in enrollment. I want to be number one, but I'm not, I'm just saying that. Come on. Mark, take a moment, though. Talk about Trinity, what God is doing, and how the legacy funds impact the scope of work through your Trinity Christian School annual fund and what you guys do with that. Absolutely. Uh, there's no question that the, the legacy funds that has the impact at Trinity Christian School is not only immediate, uh, addressing urgent needs, but it also is generational. That we will see the impact that is giving this year will have year and year, mm. year upon it. One of the core values of Trinity Christian School is to have affordable tuition. That means that there are some educational tools that we just cannot afford to purchase without the partnerships like Go Church that makes it possible Love for those that. classrooms to be just on the cutting edge 21st century learning. Yeah. And so I would love for you guys to be able to come and be on the front lines and see firsthand the impact because I know the joy you would have is the same joy that I have of seeing what's taking place because of your generosity. Listen, Kimberly and I, we have both of our children enrolled at Trinity and uh, those two kids know more Bible than we do. Come on now. <laughs> well, her mo their mama knows a lot of Bible, but we see firsthand the impact of what the school is doing, what you all are doing in the community and it's been such an honor to be a legacy partner with you all the last couple of years. And I want you to see this, that you've got Trinity Christian School and you've got Go Church. This is what kingdom partnership looks like. Yeah. We are not in competition with each other. We are called to complement one another. And I'm so thankful for the work that you all are doing. And I don't know if you're, are you in a uh, money-taking mood right now? You want to uh, take? I think so. Yeah. Come on, somebody. <laughs> all right, let's bring out this check. How about this? Because of your generosity through the legacy offering, let's give Trinity Christian School a check for $10,000. Come on, somebody. Let's go. Come on, clap till your hands get sore. That's good, huh? Now, I know you know this, but they won't take this at the bank. We'll, we'll actually give you a real check. But I'm going to try it anyway. Hey, let me tell you one more thing here. <laughs> no, that's right. You, and you'll want to get to the bank tomorrow, that's, by the way. Uh, yeah. Right let, let me tell you one more thing. 110,000 square feet here at Go Church. Last week, officially, we signed what is called an MOU, a Memorandum of Understanding between Go Church and Trinity Christian School. And beginning August, their next school year, all of the pre-K and kindergarten students that are enrolled at Trinity Christian School will actually be housed right here at our Go Church campus. Isn't that awesome? Come on. That is cool. That's cool, huh? It really is. Talk a little bit about that for a second. You know, there's no question that what God has blessed Trinity with is just phenomenal growth. We, we are exceeding 1,400 students as of right now. It's not about growing an institution or an educational organization. It's about reaching one more child. One more child with the transformation of gospel. One more child that would hear 
a, a true, loving, compassionate educational experience. One more child that would not have to battle against good, solid family values. And one more child that would see eternity brought into possibility. That's what this is all about. And partnering with Go Church makes one more child possible. Come on, let me tell you real quick before you clap. Hold on, hold on. Next school year, Trinity Christian School will be the largest Christian school in the state of Georgia. Isn't that amazing? So thank you so much, man. God bless you. Appreciate you. Come on, isn't that good? All right, Bruce, run up here real quick. Let me tell you about a second partner here. I'm going to invite my good friend Bruce Dill, who you have heard from in the past. He's spoken at Go Church before. We'll be speaking this Wednesday night here for our first Wednesday gathering. Bruce is the founder and the CEO of City of Refuge. His entire family attends Go Church, and I see a lot of them here today. Come on, make some noise. Family, the Dill family. Love y'all. Love all y'all. They're, they're proud of you. They're proud of you. Bruce, take a moment. Talk a little bit about City of Refuge a little bit of the, the history, the story, and what God is doing there. And you're going to have to listen because there is a ton of things that God is doing through City of Refuge. Yeah, thanks, Pastor. 25 years ago, we started City of Refuge uh, by God's plan, not ours. 25 years later, God's done incredible things. So on our campus now, we have 40 housing units for mothers with children who are experiencing homelessness who live with us for six months at a time. We receive medical, mental health, dental, vision, parenting classes, financial literacy, vocational training, vocational placement. We have a clinic on campus that provides all that, a 10,000 square foot clinic with six medical exam rooms, two dental units, a vision component, mental health component, OBGY and pediatrics on campus. We have a vocational training program where we put about 500 individuals a year into the workforce, an auto technician, culinary arts, coding academy, cybersecurity, personal fitness trainer, security personnel, customer service, hospitality, uh, the livable wage in Atlanta is now $19 an hour if you're a single adult just to survive. So we make sure all of our folks go to work at $20 an hour or more. Uh, it's those with obstacles to employment. So they're coming out of incarceration or addiction or didn't graduate high school. And so being able to partner with great organizations, corporations, businesses in Atlanta. Private Christian school on campus, private daycare on campus. We run a House of Cherith, which is our survivor program for those who have been sexually trafficked and exploited. In the past eight years, we've housed over 800 women who've been sexually trafficked and exploited. Awesome. Yeah. We are, we're in renovation now on a 13-bedroom home on campus that will serve 11 to 17-year-old female survivors of trafficking. In renovation as well on a 31-unit, uh, formerly African-American-owned hotel, one of only two African-American-owned hotels in the late 50s and early 60s. It was actually a safe place for people of color to stay when they were traveling through the South during the Civil Rights Movement. We're renovating that, keeping the historical value. It's going to be 31 units for men that are coming out of crisis environments where they can live for up to three years for their lives to be restored and put back together. We opened a 47-unit. Last year, we opened a 47-unit apartment community across the street from us for folks to live at affordable housing opportunity and to stay with us through that journey. First-time homeownership program has 14 people in the, in the pipeline right now to own their own home in our community. Never would have had that opportunity before. The Lord has blessed us now to be able to have four locations in Georgia, three in Virginia. We're in Chicago and Baltimore, and we'll be opening in Nashville, St. Charles, Missouri, Cincinnati, Dallas, Texas, uh, in the next 12 to 18 months. So incredible things are happening, and uh, we're excited to be a part of what's happening here at Go Church as well. Come on, isn't that awesome? Man, let's go. Take a moment, Bruce. 
Talk a little bit about uh, the area in which city, it's an oasis where City of Refuge is. It's in the 30314 zip code. Talk a little bit about that particular community. Yeah, so we're on your news every night, whether you know it or not, and uh, not in a good way. So 30314 is known as the Bluff, and so the Bluff actually distributes more heroin in the southeast United States than any neighborhood. We have the highest crime rate in the state of Georgia per capita, highest homeless population, highest number of HIV positive cases, more men and women incarcerated from our zip code than any zip code in the state. 73% of our children live in a single parent household, 35% graduation rate. 60% of all the murders that occur in Metro Atlanta, 13 counties, 6 million population occur in our neighborhood. And so it's this really dark, desperate uh, place where there's a lot of poverty. 42% of our people live two times beneath the poverty level. So it's just this place of darkness and hopelessness. And in the middle of that, God gave us 18 years ago, eight acres of land with 210,000 square foot of warehouse space that we've renovated so that we can be the oasis in the middle of the desert. That is so good. I mean, come on. Hey, let's give them some money. Come on, you ready? All right, bring out that check. How about this? It's the 30314 zip code. Say that with me, 30314. So on behalf of Go Church and the Legacy Partners, here's a check for $30,314. Come on. Let's go. Come on, make some noise, church family. That's what I'm talking about. Woo. I love it. Okay, here you go. A couple of weeks ago, I'd say four or five weeks ago, Bruce and I uh, had lunch together, our entire staff from both campuses. Uh, we came in and did a, a, a half-day tour of City of Refuge. Unbelievable. I mean, it was highly emotional. Changed my life, to be honest. During lunch, Bruce and I were sitting across from each other, and he made a comment that I want to kind of unpack for you today. And this is what he said. He was like, JC, what if we put a Go Church on the west side of Atlanta? What if we started a Go Church campus right here on the City of Refuge property? And so for the last few weeks, we've been talking through that, creating a plan of action, went to the Board of Trustees. My heart was just captivated by that opportunity. So here's the big announcement. You ready? On Easter Sunday, we launch our Go Church Westside campus. Come on, church. Let's go. Come on. I love it. Talk, talk about this, Bruce. Take a moment here, man. I am fired up. Yeah, you know, I went downtown to close the church. Some of y'all have heard our story, and then I ended up pastoring that church for 24 years, and we, I gave it up a year ago this past December. I travel and speak about half the Sundays of the year, and I'm a really bad pastor, so it made sense to give it away uh, to somebody else. And, uh, and so our family started attending here, as JC said, about 18 months ago when I was giving up my role there. And, uh, and we just fell in love with Go Church. So I have five daughters, four of whom are married, uh, eight grandchildren, one on the way right now. So I've got kids in every class back in your kids' church right now and go kids. Come on. Uh, my, my, one of my sons-in-law is leading a men's group. One of my uh, daughters and her husband are leaving a couple's group. So we're involved in a small group. We love the ministry here. We love the worship. We love Pastor JC and Kimberly. And so it just makes sense to us. We've got nearly 200 folks in crisis living on our campus. We've got a community that is broken down and weary and worn out. 
who need the love and the hope of Jesus Christ. Why wouldn't we take a great model like you built here at Go Church? Alan is a great friend for many years. Why wouldn't we take what Alan and JC have built here? And why wouldn't we replicate that in a community that needs that? So the legacy offering is not all there is. The legacy of prayer and the legacy of ministry and the legacy of bringing hope and salvation is now moving from Sharpsburg to the inner city of Atlanta to our campus, and we could not be more thrilled. So thank you, Pastor. Thank you, guys. Woo. Love you, man. Come on, church. Five seconds here. Come on, let's just thank God. You got to get in the game. You got to get in the game. Some of you might be uh, uh, interested in that conversation and what that West Side campus is going to look like. We need a team. Easter's in eight weeks. God can do it. Can't do it by myself. Some of you have been sitting on the sideline, but it's time to get in the game. So next Sunday night, we'll have church next Sunday. I'll remind you of this, but next Sunday night, we're going to do a West Side campus interest meeting. If you're just, this doesn't obligate you to anything, but if you just want to know a little bit more about our heart and the model of ministry there, Maybe you're thinking of serving and you just want more information. Will you come and be a part of that? Just come on out, put that in your calendar so that you can be a part of that Westside Campus Interest Meeting. Let's see what God can do with you. I said this earlier today. I don't know if we can do all of this without you, but I know I don't want to do it without you. I want to do this with you. From what God is doing with Trinity Christian School to what God is doing with this Westside Campus and with all of our legacy partners, it's our time. And this is how we move from drifting and wasting away to life more abundantly. So I'm gonna give you one more big announcement if you can handle it. Can you handle one more? But before we do that, because listen, we're about to be one church in three locations plus online. So let me give you a little bit of Easter here so you can get your mind around this. At this campus, we'll go 7.15 a.m. will be a traditional Easter sunrise gathering. Uh, my father-in-law has done that in the past. He'll do it again We'll give you more information because that's got to be a ticketed event because it's in the sunrise. Come on, somebody, either outside or in our atrium. We'll do a 9 a.m. gathering and 11 a.m. gathering. And I don't want to blow by this because you need to hear it. When we make this switch to 9 and 11 on Easter, we'll stay 9 and 11 for the next season, okay? Because I preach long. And in between gatherings, they don't have enough time for the turnover of the parking lot and all of that. So I told the team, they said, well, you can either preach short or we can change the times. I was like, well, I got a lot to say. So we're going to change the times. Now, what does this mean for 85% of you in this room right now? Nothing, because you late anyway. Come on, somebody. <laughs> you know, it don't mean a thing. Don't change a thing. Don't do it. Please don't even hear what I just said. It only impacts the people who are on time. Y'all who are always late, keep being late, and you'll be on time. Come on, somebody. Yeah, say that, Pastor. That'd be the first time you've been on time at church in a whole year. I shouldn't even have told y'all we were changing the time. Y'all have been walked in like, man, they got good music here. <laughs> anyway, all right, one more announcement. Come on. Now, our heart isn't just locally and nationally, but our heart is also internationally. And there is a huge component, and you'll see this on that impact report that you're going to read, right? You're going to read that impact report. You'll see our heart for world missions. A couple of years ago, Right as the pandemic hit, 
I got an email from this individual, Pastor David Mandrew in India. Now, we've all gotten emails internationally about a Persian, Persian king who left a fortune to you and your family. And if you'll send four emails and your bank routing number, you get the money and all of that. Which, by the way, those are fake. So if you ever want to know, okay? But this email was very kind. He said, hey, I came across the ministry of Go Church on YouTube. I listened to your message on kingdom culture. My life has been changed. Do you think I could just get a phone call? And my heart was stirred. So instead of a phone call, we did a Zoom call. And within a matter of weeks, I'm on Zoom with two dozen pastors in India leading a pastor's cohort of how to share the gospel in India. So David and I, we've become really good friends. This is, you got to love his name. His parents named him David Livingstone Mandrew. His brother is John Wesley Mandrew. Come on. I told him the other day, if they had one more son, it would have been Billy Graham Mandrew. Come on. <laughs> this is his wife, Satya, and they pastor multiple churches in India. About a month ago, Pastor David was telling me about his heart for the jungles of India. One particular location in the jungles called the Mukudapali village. In this village, there are no clean drinking water, no toilets, no electricity. And every other week, David would drive a motorbike over three hills to get to the Mukudapali village. And his heart was stirred. Well, when he was telling me about this, my heart was in alignment with his heart. He said, we've got to put a life-giving church in the jungle. And so I'm going to tell you this, and then I'll show you a quick video, that we are in the process of purchasing property and building a building to launch our first ever international location called Go Church India. Come on. All right, check out this video real quick. It'll tell you more about what God is doing there. Hello, Go Church. This is Pastor David Livingstone from India. I brought you a wonderful and beautiful news today. God has opened the doors for us to plant the first ever Go Church in India. Yes, praise God. We haven't planted Go Church in a most populated town or most populated city. God led us to plant first ever Go Church in a small and tiny village in the jungle. The village called Mukudupalli. We have first gathering of Go Church on 10th February 2022. We are praising God for his miraculous works in India through Go Church. And I want to share with you about the location of Go Church India. The property we are going to occupy for the Go Church, it is a beautiful location. In the 15 kilometers of radius, there is no mobile network. We are not just evangelizing Mukutupalli, but also praying to meet the community needs. The Mukutupalli village is outcasted village. Like Mukutupalli village has no drinking water. The government of India provided running water, which is only for utility purpose. But the people, they have no way to get the drinking water. They have to cross three hills. They have to travel 20 kilometers to get purified or processed water. So they are drinking the same unprocessed water. If God brought things together to set 
What a beautiful a good church, India. It will be a great blessing, not, not just to the people in Mukutupalli, but also surrounding villages. And we've been to Mukutupalli several times, and there is no single toilet in the entire village. So there are about 40 houses, more than 60 or 70 families are staying in those small and tiny houses, and no family has a toilet. When I thought about the women and the young girls, it touched my heart. If God blessed our hands to bless Mukudupalli, if we're able to build toilets for the community, it will be a blessing for them. And there are more than 60 kids in the community. Uh, the kids in the community, they're walking barefoot. They have no footwear, they have proper clothes to wear, and they have no food. Like they just have one meal a day. So it is our prayer if the God strengthens Church India to at least to provide one meal a day for the kids in that community, it will help them to grow stronger. So please pray uh, for Church India. And God gave that property to us. We are planning to finish the construction month of May. So I would love to have Pastor JC um, visit us, inaugurate the first ever Go Church in India. And remember, Go Church India is praying for you, Go Church. So let's join hands together to make difference in India, to make Jesus known in the villagers of jungle. So thank you so much for making this possible. And uh, I would love to finish this video with prayer. I would love to pray in my native tongue. Uh, the entire good right uh, I'm gonna go in June to the Mukadapali village and I joked around earlier and said I can't go alone so I'm gonna take the only Indian I know and take my father-in-law with me come on now <laughs> when I stood in front of our board of trustees to present to them about the opportunities that we've laid out in front of you it was unanimous that it's not not even a question about doing these things. And I, I just want you, to, I want you to be a part. I want you to get out of, out of your own kind of routine and think beyond yourself. It's, it's time. Can I tell you that Jesus is coming back? I know that sounds old school, but I'm more old school than I even realized. But Jesus is coming back. At the end of last year, as we turned this new page, the Lord gave me this verse here. You've heard me say it for multiple weeks, but you crown the year with a bountiful harvest, and even the hard pathways overflow with abundance. I speak that over this house, but over your house, that this year, 2022, is going to be the year of God's goodness. And already, just eight, nine weeks into this new year, I have seen the goodness of God. And we've been singing that song over and over. All my life, you have been faithful. All my life, you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, I will say of the goodness 
of God. About a week ago, the Holy Spirit reminded me of this word in Amos 9. This is the last scripture for the day. We'll take communion quickly and we'll be done. Here's the second time I'll use the message translation today. But I want you to read it and tell me if this isn't what God is doing here at Go Church. Yes, indeed, says the Lord. It won't be long now. Things are going to happen so fast that your head will swim. One thing fast on the hills of the other. So much that you won't even be able to keep up. Come on. Everything will be happening all at, somebody shout once. And everywhere you look, come on, shout blessings. Blessings and blessings and blessings and blessings. And the little pouch in front of you is communion cups. And in Germantown, it's in a seat nearby. Y'all want everybody to take out the elements of communion. And once you grab those, would you stand with me today? And we'll close this way. Communion is a call to unity. And as you're preparing the elements of communion, here's the two questions for you. What did God speak to your heart today? And what next steps do you need to take? Listen, maybe it's time to get in the game and and serve on a team or get in the game and go through move track or get in the game and get in a small group. Maybe it's to step out in faith and come to that interest meeting next week. Maybe it's just like at the very least, I'm just going to have pizza with a pastor and figure out more about what's in this guy's head and in his heart. Everybody's got a next step though. Maybe it's time to financially invest so that you can help us fulfill the vision. Watch this. God sets the vision. You and I set the pace of the vision. So God gives us the vision, but you and I are the one that funds the vision, fuels the vision. Without vision, the people perish. Without resources, the vision perishes. So what is your part of getting in the game? Every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, we come to you now with an opportunity to take communion As we close out this gathering, communion is a call of unity. And I thank you. This is my prayer as we participate in the Lord's Supper. If you can use anybody, Jesus, you can use me. I give you my life. I give you my heart. I give you all that I am. And I'm asking that you call me out of the status quo, that you call me out of apathy and you restore my faith, and you restore my fire, you restore my passion. There's work to be done and souls to be saved. And as long as there's broken people, as long as there's hurting people, as long as there is desperate people, we'll keep serving, we'll keep giving, we'll keep going, we'll keep doing, we'll keep planning churches, we'll keep supporting those that are called to do what we're not equipped to do. God, we won't remain silent and we won't stay on the sideline. I'm going all in with you, Jesus. And I thank you for today to remind us to think outside of the scope of our own world and to recognize there is a hurting world outside of these four walls and outside of the four walls of our own home. And if we really want to experience life to the full, then we've got to be willing to go to the least of these, to go and to serve those to love those and to be committed to those that feel like there is no one there for them. So Lord, we take communion today. Come on, lifting the wafer, representing the body of our Lord Jesus. On the night that Jesus was betrayed, he sat with his disciples. He took the bread from the middle of the table and he lifted it high and he said, this is my body. And then he broke a piece off. You might want to do that symbolically. And he said, this is my body 
which is broken for you. And every time you eat of the bread, you remember me and you remember my brokenness on the cross at Calvary. So we take and eat in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah, Jesus. Then he took the wine from the middle of the table and he said, this wine represents my blood. Anybody thankful for the blood? Come on. The blood that washes away our sin. The blood that washes us pure as snow. There is nothing too dirty that the blood of Jesus can't wash clean. So we acknowledge you now and we thank you for the forgiveness of sin through the blood that was shed on the cross at Calvary. And we drink in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now set your cup down on your chair. When your hands are free, come on, lift them high as a sign of surrender. Come on, hands from the front of this room to the back. Come on. Germantown Online, I'm transitioning you. God bless you.